I had dinner the other night with some of my wife's co-workers. I had not met them before. And as I talked with them, they asked me to describe myself. Who am I? What, what makes me me? We've all had this experience probably a thousand times in our lives. We meet someone new, we join a new group, and we are asked to describe ourselves. In fact, at this point in our lives, most of us probably have some script that we've memorized that we walk through when asked that question. But it's interesting to think about how we describe ourselves because there are so many ways that we can do this. Often we refer to our work. I'm a priest. Sometimes by another calling. I'm a parent. I'm retired. Sometimes we describe ourselves by our family. I'm related to so-and-so. That's a good southern thing to do. We can describe ourselves by a disease. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Or maybe a circumstance. I'm divorced. And sometimes we describe ourselves as a disciple of Jesus. I'm a Christian. These are all different ways that we can describe ourselves. But on Ash Wednesday, as we begin our Lenten journey together, we're asked to describe ourselves in a very particular way. We describe ourselves as dust. In just a few moments, you'll have ashes put on your forehead, and these words will be spoken over you. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We are dust. These words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, they come from the third chapter of Genesis. God speaks these words, and he speaks them right after the fall. But we also meet this idea of us being dust elsewhere in the Old Testament. The book of Ecclesiastes calls us dust. All are from the dust, and all turn to dust again. And in our psalm today, Psalm 103, the psalmist says this, verse 14, For God himself knows whereof we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. You know, as we think about this description of us as dust, I think in the most general way, to say that we are dust is to say that we are creatures, that we are weak, that we are powerless, that we do not have a vice-like grip on life. Life is given and life is taken away. We are here one day and we are gone the next. The psalmist says, right after he calls us dust, he says, our days are like the grass. We flourish like a flower of the field. When the wind goes over it, it is gone and its place shall know it no more. Basically to say that we are dust is to say we will die and those we love will die. It speaks of the fact that we are creatures. Now, it's interesting when you look at the psalm 
And as you examine how the psalmist talks about this, the fact that we are dust, what's interesting is he does not lament of the fact that we are dust. He doesn't say, poor me, I'm made of dust. No, on the contrary, this fact about him being dust and us being dust, it moves him to praise the God who is good, good to ones made of dust. If you look at the psalm, it begins and ends in, the simil- in a similar way. It's a, it's a psalm of praise. It starts this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, and don't forget all the good things he has done for us. Don't forget his benefits, the psalmist says. Think of it. We are dust, and yet God is so good to us. The psalmist is astounded by this fact. So we are creatures of dust, and we don't lament this fact. Instead, we are called to praise the one who made us and who is good to us. Another way to say this, I think this is important for us to hear tonight. We are not here to repent because we're made of dust. There is nothing wrong being made of dust. It's just a truth about ourselves. And it speaks to our mortality. So we don't come tonight to repent of the fact that we are made of dust. And yet we do, we know, of course, that we do come to repent of something. And that's where the ashes, the physical ashes, come into play. Because ashes are a sign of repentance. Dust is the first symbol for us tonight, but the ashes are the second symbol. One thing that we need to remember as we make our way to Good Friday and Easter morning is that we often deny this truth about ourselves. We deny the fact that we are dust. We deny that we are creatures of God, that we are dependent on him. Ernest Becker wrote a very famous and very good book called The Denial of Death. Wrote this in the 70s, won the Pulitzer Prize. But in this book, he says over and over again that people universally fear their own demise. They're dying. He says this is a fear that haunts the human animal. And he argues that this fear, whether we're aware of it or not, that it's an engine that that drives us. Large part of the book, he talks about how we cope with this fear of, of dying. And what he argues is that we primarily ignore it. That's how we cope with it. He writes this. Most people keep their noses to the ground. They don't go around sniffing the eternal problems of life and death, the meaning of a rose or the cluster of stars. They spare themselves this trouble by keeping their minds on the small problems of their lives that they know how to handle. Otherwise, they would be paralyzed for action. They tranquilize themselves with the trivial and so can lead a normal life. 
basically this whole notion of dust and our dependency on God, we ignore it. The other thing we do in response to this fact that we're dust is we fight it. We don't want to be dependent on God. And so we try to tell ourselves that we're in control. We try to play God in our little world. And so today, we come first to face our mortality, to look it straight in the face. But second, as we do this, we repent of the fact that we often refuse to acknowledge the God who made us of dust. We refuse to be his, to be dependent on him, to accept this life in this world as a gift that's been given to us. So dust and ashes. Now, what we need to remember as we do this is we need to remember that God loves us. I mean, how else do we have the courage to face our mortality, to face the fact that we so often ignore God, that we often don't turn to him in our need? And so today, we remember that God is love and that he is a merciful God. And our psalm, the psalmist says, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. We remember that tonight. The Lord is full of compassion. That word compassion is such an interesting word. It has the same root as the word womb, as in a mother's womb. And so writers say that, that here God is described almost as a womb. And a womb is characterized by hospitality, by nurture, and by giving life. And so God's compassion is a compassion that welcomes us, nurtures us, and gives us life. This God that we worship, he is so compassionate that it's not just life that he gives us, but he gives us eternal life. He brings us to Easter morning where he extends to us life everlasting, life with him, unending life. And so because of this, because we remember his love, the ashes that are put on your forehead they're put there in the sign of a cross. You know, we don't just smear the ashes across your forehead. No, we make the sign of the cross, the sign of God's love, because this sign reminds us that God can redeem anything, even us. Dust, ashes, the cross. You know, it's often said that to observe Lent, we have to fast from something. And that may well be true. But whatever we do during Lent, what we are trying to do is create a space for God. If that means abstaining from TV or getting up earlier to pray or read the scriptures, what we want to try and do is we want to make it possible for us to hold our faces before the face of God. And so we use this season 
to remind ourselves that we are dust, that on our own we are powerless, and we use it to become acquainted and astonished at the news of the gospel, that God has compassion on us, we who are dust, and that for us and for our sake, Jesus bore our sin and rose from the dead. That's what we come to remember, that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. But more than this, that we are prized by God, and he will let nothing separate us from him through Christ our Lord. Amen.